0: to another podcast of Redemption Tempe, where we believe that all of life is all for Jesus. My name's Greg. I'm one of the pastors here. And today I am joined by Mr. Will Vakurevich. Will, it's good to see you. What's up, man? Not much. How are you? I'm great. You know, do you know why? I think I know why. Yeah, because it's Advent season. Yes. Uh, I, I describe myself as I'm kind of like Buddy the Elf, like Will Ferrell from Elf. I really like this season. I like, uh, it's really nostalgic for me. I like decorating. If I could get away with it, I'd probably put up Christmas lights all over our house, but my wife and our HOA aren't super excited about that sort of thing. So mm. what about Will? Will, what are you? Are you more Elf? Are you more Grinch?
1: I tend way more on the Grinch side. Okay, uh, having not kids. Surprised. Yeah, exactly. Having kids has helped to change that a little bit, but I'm still not super excited about it. My yeah. wife has inherited boxes and boxes and boxes of Christmas decorations from my in laws, which she puts all over our house, and uh, it's just too much careful. They might be listening. They probably are. I love them.
0: <laughs> and they have uh, elf on the shelf watching you too. So you better be good.
1: That's right. Holiday season. Yeah. <laughs> I do take care of our, our outside lights. And my plan was I would get one of those like gaudy, ugly, inflatable things yeah. every single year until they just took over our yard. So I wouldn't have to hang lights, but my wife caught on. So oh, she, man. yeah, she squashed that. So we're back to hanging lights.
0: Aaron is a smart cookie. She knows
1: she is smart and beautiful.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully she listens to the podcast. Uh, so Will, tell us a little bit about your role here at Redemption Tempe. What do you do? What's your what's your
1: title? Uh, what are the things that you oversee here? Yeah, I'm pastor of local and global engagement. So that means I oversee all of our... Uh, our outreach into the city and then our global partnerships that we have um, currently and and new ones that we're starting up. Um, I started about three years ago, almost three years ago here, full time at redemption Tempe. My family and I have been attending since 2009 So it's a long time pretty close to a decade. Yeah.
0: Dang. We're almost there. Yeah. Well, that's cool. We appreciate what you do for our church. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that at the end of this episode, but this is one of our special episodes. We're going to try to do one of these shorter episodes at the beginning of each month where we overview the event card and we kind of do a deep dive, um, on the different things that are on there. So if you're not familiar, our event card is something that we put out at the beginning of every month and it covers all the different things that we do as a church for that month. So if you haven't picked one up, we've got those at the uh, info desk. Those are there throughout the month, but it's really the best way if you're looking to get connected to the life of the church or meet other people in our church. uh, The event card is a really good avenue to kind of figure out what we do and, and what's going on around the church. So today we're going to be talking through the December 2018 event card. Uh, and the first thing I wanted to highlight, Will, which is one of the reasons I have you on, is actually on the back of the event card, which covers our affordable Christmas event. So give us a, a quick elevator pitch about that event if you know people aren't familiar with it, and then tell us some ways that we can engage
1: with that event. Sure. Affordable Christmas is one of the ways that we try to serve our city by helping out families who just need a little bit of extra help during the holiday season. Uh, we do this by donating gifts that families can purchase at 10% of the original cost. So one of the things that we found through the years of doing this is it really affirms the dignity of our families. They don't have strangers choosing what their kids want for Christmas, but they get to have the shopping experience for their children. Um, they get to spend their hard earned money to, to, uh, buy gifts that their kids will enjoy. And then we take all of the money that we raise, uh, from the families, you know, spending the 10% of the original cost of the toys. And we donate that to foster care initiatives, which is one of the only agencies in the state that works with parents of children who are in the foster care system to get them some of the help and resources that they need to reunify with their kiddos who who are in foster care. So it's an incredible event. Um, It's been been a huge blessing for the folks that have volunteered over the last few years. And there's a couple ways that you guys can still jump in and get involved. So um, the biggest need right now is to continue to donate gifts and wrapping supplies, wrapping paper, tape, ribbons, bows, um, name tags, all of those types of things. We're still looking for gifts because the more gifts we have, the more families that we can invite. We've already hit our max within um, less than seven days of opening up registration for families in need, so we're hoping to, to raise additional gifts so that we can invite more families from our wait list. Um, if you're not sure what types of gifts would be helpful, uh, we have an Amazon wish list that uh, if you visit redaz.in slash ac2018 wish list, uh, you can locate that. And then you can also sign up to volunteer for our pre-event help. Uh, for the the day of volunteers, we already have about 250, 260 volunteers signed up, So we're at a one-to-one ratio with volunteers to families, which is incredible, um, but we need a lot of help, especially the Friday before um, in the morning uh, with, with pre-events, moving gifts and, and setting up the gift shop and and all of the things that will transform our, our campus into uh, the shopping experience. Uh, finally, what we would really really love for everyone uh, families kids everyone in our congregation to be involved in is is to pray for this event we know that there's a lot of logistics that go into it um, there's a lot of different uh, dynamics between the shoppers and the volunteers and all of these things uh, more than anything our prayer is that as people step onto our campus um, meet, meet folks from our congregation that they would really experience the, the love, the generosity, the hospitality of Jesus, that this wouldn't just be a shopping experience, but this would be an entry into the life of the church, that they would be able to see God's people at work demonstrating God's love and God's grace and, and God's service to them.
0: Amen to that. Well, that's good. Yeah. Thanks, Will, for sharing that. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that event. It's going to be here before we know it. Um, so as Will said, just make sure we keep bringing in those gifts. Uh, and if you can help leading up uh, to the event, that would be greatly appreciated. The next thing I wanted to cover is really the the crux of, of the event card for this month. And it's something that I get to kind of nerd out about a little um, because my role here is I oversee operations. So like church-wide goals, initiatives, I kind of help with uh, different members of our staff on a bunch of different things. But then my specific area of focus is communication. So I work alongside our communications team specifically, uh, Megan Lamie and Jen Hanson. Um, Jen's our on-staff designer and Megan is our director of, um, creative and communications and, and all things. They're basically the ones that, that keep this ship moving. They're phenomenal. And they did a really good job this year with our, uh, Advent design. So on the front of the event card and the inside, uh, left uh, of the cover there, it covers our, uh, Advent series this year. And we're going to be going through John one and looking at the word or, or Jesus. Um, and so specifically the way uh, i explained this breaking down is week one which will be December 2nd we look at the noun so we're going to be looking at the word became flesh so the beginning of john 1 and uh and the the person of Jesus the last three weeks of advent we kind of covered the 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 verbs or the what that the word does uh that we see in john chapter 1 so we'll talk about the word dwells among us the word reveals his glory and the word fills with grace and truth it's going to be a really great series i'm, I'm looking forward to it a lot um, and 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 again, I'm nerding out as communications person uh, just on this design. I think Jen and Megan did a really good job this year. So some specific logistical things that I wanted to to point out in our Advent season are on December 23rd, December 30th and January 6th. We're not going to have a 6 p.m. service. Uh, So December 23rd, the 30th and January 6th will just be a 9 and 11 a.m. Services, and then on Christmas Eve, which is December twenty fourth, which is a Monday this year, we're gonna have a five pm service and an eleven pm service. We'll have some limited childcare at the five pm service, which uh, if you look on the event card, it covers the the details about that. Uh, But that's really important. No six pm service on the twenty third, the thirtieth, and January sixth. And then also on December sixteenth, we're gonna be collecting our Advent offering, which will. Do you wanna? You've been talking about that throughout November uh, and and highlighting each of those Areas, But um, do you want to kind of cover that? Basically, we give to our Advent offering, but it is doled out in three different ways. Uh, so we'll give us a little bit more details
1: on that. Yeah. So the three categories that we use for our Advent offering are in terms of proximity. So close, near and far for close this year, we'll be giving to Redemption's very own foster care and adoption ministry. This is um, the only ministry that spans all nine of our redemption congregations across the state, and they work um, mobilizing potential foster care parents. Parents uh, and adoptive parents, and then supporting those families once they engage in foster care and adoption. Uh, They also provide a ton of trainings um, and and resources to uh, foster and adoptive parents really throughout throughout the state. Um, For our near giving, uh, it will be all of our local outreach. And so this one is a bit more ambiguous because it involves a lot of different things. Um, In 2017, when we did our asset-based community development assessment, we got to hear about a lot of the strengths of our city, but also a lot of the needs of our city. And so that has provided great opportunities for partnerships with um, the school district, uh, who we heard from um, in November, uh, opportunities to partner with the city in different initiatives, with other faith communities, with other churches across our city, um, just trying to help some of the most vulnerable demographics in our city. And so we will be using those funds to to continue efforts and to start new efforts there. For FAR, we've had a longstanding uh, relationship with some individuals and and ministries in China, and those will continue. But we're really excited to start ramping up partnerships in Guatemala. So last summer, we were able to send a team of which I was a part with Champions in Action to do a soccer camp in Guatemala, and we had a great experience. Um, This is something that Redemption Flagstaff and Redemption Tucson have been doing over the last few years. So we were really excited to partner with them and just really felt like God was opening the door in Guatemala. And so one of the strengths of having a church that has multiple uh, locations is that we can kind of diversify our portfolio, so to speak, as we think through engagement with Guatemala. So we're we're beginning to form partnerships and relationships with other local churches and local ministry leaders in Guatemala, in addition to Champions in Action. Uh, and the criteria that we think through here is really, we want to make sure we're partnering with folks who have a holistic understanding of what the gospel is, that the gospel calls us to care for souls, but also for whole beings. So that would include things like um, caring for people's uh, education and uh, and if there's malnutrition, being able to engage there and clean water and access to healthcare and all of these uh, things that, that God cares about as well as he's reconciling all things. Um, We want to make sure that there's a strong connection to the local church there. And and also that there is strong indigenous leadership. We believe in redemption that it helps to have congregations in different parts of our state because we can contextualize to the communities and and cultures uh, where our churches are planted. And we believe the same thing is true with global partnerships. Uh, We would say that Guatemalan leaders understand the culture of Guatemalans more than uh, folks from Tempe, Arizona. So we're excited to partner with churches and ministries who have a strong indigenous leadership.
0: That's really awesome. Yeah. Thanks for explaining that. We'll have a little bit more, uh, of an overview when we take the Advent offering on December 16th, but, uh, but that's really helpful. Well, thanks. So that, that covers all of our event card, but one of the things I like to do, um, on these podcasts is to continue to give kind of like, uh, Did You Knows uh, about Redemption Tempe. So um, I wanted to talk, Will, with you this time um, about the thing that we call right now Mission Collectives. Those are going to be a little bit tweaked, um, going into the new year and we're going to have more information about that then. But since you're here, do you want to tell us a little bit about mission collectives and what some of the changes will be? Um, and, and maybe even some ways that people could, uh, stay in touch within how to get information and, and, you know,
1: how to get involved and plugged into some of these groups. Yeah, absolutely. So in the past we've had mission collectives, which were, uh, kind of groups that people could join to, to serve our, our community. And this included the with collective that meets the third Thursday of every month to uh, serve a meal and eat a meal with people experiencing homelessness. It includes the Rio Vista center um, every other Saturday where folks put on a a free farmer's market in South Phoenix. Um, And and also uh, we have some folks that are interested in global hospitality and working with the welcome to America project to help resettle refugee families and make sure they have support and, and resources that they need. As moving forward, as we started to think through this model of mission collectives, we realized that all of these things were kind of funneled through me. And um, that could create a bottleneck. And then we also realize that God is doing uh, way more through our people and, and in our community um, than we were aware of. So as, as we pivot from mission collectives um, and, and even changing the name to city outreach groups, we want to make sure that we're communicating this love and care and concern and compassion for our city. And also to realize that uh, you guys, uh, as the body of Christ, is hearing God's are hearing God's call and responding and and serving in a number of ways. And so we really want to kind of open up the scope of what we're doing and follow the leading of the spirit. And so as different people are starting, um, starting ministries, engaging in ministries, we want to open up our umbrella to include that as well. And so what that will look like is we will have on our website and app, a listing of various service opportunities that we can help connect folks with. Uh, All of those will have a, a type of liaison who is connected. Connected to the life of our church that I'll be meeting with regularly to help resource and and shepherd and guide as needed um, so that there's some some vetting going on. uh, And we understand that these partnerships are in alignment with the vision of our church. Um, And really the goal is to provide more opportunities for us to serve and engage the community and also to resource you guys as you feel that God is calling you to serve and step up and start new things and and join pre-existing things. We're really excited to see where the spirit leads us.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, as, uh, one of the communications people here, I, I actually really applaud even the name change. I think it's helpful. Um, I think mission collectives is a, is a really cool sounding name, but we did get a lot of questions like what is a mission collective? Um, and I think, you know, you and I have talked about this, but you had some, some really good thoughts. We've all had some really good conversations about it, that, um, mission is part of our identity as Christians. It's not necessarily a thing we do and check, you know, we don't check off a box like, oh, I've done mission today, but that's a part of what we're called to as Christians. That's a thing that we do. And so we've said this specifically, Ricardo has said this from the stage Us as Redemption Tempe, our church is called to the city of Tempe, which is why, um, the city outreach groups, uh, and then everybody kind of knows what a group is. So that, that kind of helps to explain, especially for new people, um, ways to get involved to service opportunities. But, uh, but we also recognize that there are people who attend, who are part of our church who don't live in Tempe. And so our hope would be that there would still be efforts wherever we are throughout the Valley that we're, um, living into this identity of mission and, and serving and loving our neighbors. Uh, but specifically the ways that we're able to focus on from a, I guess, a operational or organizational church level would be things within the city of Tempe. So what I'm hearing from you, uh, Will, is that if people are interested in about th- about this one, first and foremost, stay tuned after the start of the year and we'll have some more information about that for sure. But if there are like burning questions or maybe even some like real Hot topic ideas type of thing. Can they email you? Absolutely. Cool. What's your email? And, and how about this? Because your last <laughs> name is Vikurovich. So spell it for us too.
1: Sure. It's Will Vikurovich, V is in Victor, U-C-U-R-E-V-I-C-H at RedemptionAZ.com.
0: I'm, I was watching you just now as you were spelling that out and
1: even you had to think about it, so. My wife is still learning how to spell it.
0: Yeah, so worst case too, if, if you didn't catch that or you're driving and you couldn't write that down, you can find all of our emails on the website or on the app um, or just email someone with an easier name and ask for Will's email and wall, him. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So, Will, thanks a lot for sharing that. Uh, Again, stay tuned for more information on the city outreach groups. Uh, I'm excited to see how those continue to grow and just the different ways that we can really love on and serve our neighbors in Tempe and and throughout the Valley, wherever uh, we happen to be. So that concludes uh, our announcements podcast for December. So thanks again for tuning in. We appreciate you guys um, and hope that was helpful. Uh, and hope you guys have a great Advent season. With that, this has been another podcast of Redemption Tempe, where we believe that all of life is all for Jesus.